You're listening to Win Win, an entrepreneurial community with your host, Ben Wolf. And welcome to Win Win, an entrepreneurial community. As always, I'm your host, Ben Wolf. I am happy to welcome our guest today, who is going to cover how to break through what is holding your business back with an experienced outsourced fractional CFO, Chief Financial, Financial Officer on your team. I remind you to uh, do us a favor, do other listeners a favor, do yourself a favor, and subscribe on wherever you are listening to or watching this, YouTube, Spotify, Google, Apple Podcasts, whatever it might be, uh, will obviously make it easier for you to get the value and knowledge that we are sharing with you uh, in the future, and but also makes it come up higher in the uh, algorithms and the search results for other people who might be looking for related things. Uh, so make sure to subscribe and leave a review, a good review, of course. Um, although technically it's up to you. And um, that is what I would encourage you to do. And with that, I want to introduce our guest today, who is the managing partner at Pro CFO Partners, uh, which provides fractional CFOs to businesses all around uh, the region, around New York State and uh, the whole Northeast, really, and Chicago. Uh, he has been a full-time and part-time CFO at a wide variety of companies and nearly a, in nearly a dozen different industries. Uh, you can find out more about him and his company at ProCFOPartners.com. That's ProCFOPartners.com. And with that, I give you Nelson Tepper, Tepfer. Welcome, Nelson. Hey, Ben. Thanks for having me on. My pleasure. My pleasure. And it's always a, a pleasure to have somebody that I know in real life and I've met with and had lunch with in the ancient days before COVID, uh, uh, you know, BC before coronavirus. <laughs> before Corona, sure. And uh, so uh, it's a pleasure to have, have Nelson on and somebody that, uh, you know, we kind of consult with each other and talk about each other's businesses. And so just uh, a really smart guy and, and somebody that I think will, ha will have, well, I know has knowledge and information that can be useful to you guys. And so before we get going, I guess I just wanted to ask what I do with all my guests and just kind of give me like a quick two minute history or background on kind of where you come from, maybe stuff even that's not necessarily reflected in your written resume, so to speak, uh, about how you got where you are today, what you're doing and talking about. Sure, Ben. So I got into this field kind of by accident. I think most people actually end up where they, where they end up. I don't think that's usually where the way it goes, but for me, it kind of was like that. Back when I was an internal CFO, a friend of mine had reached out and said a friend of his was having some trouble with his company. Can I have a conversation with me and maybe see if I can help? And then that conversation turned into a year-long interim CFO role. And I wow. recognized by jumping into something like that, it's so much more engaging to work like that. It was so much more impactful to the company I was working with. And I was really excited to see if I could do more of that. So I started doing that on my own for about seven, seven and a half years, working on companies of all shapes and sizes and industries. Um, had a lot of fun doing it. Uh, from that point, I decided I wanted to look into how I can do this bigger and better. Because when you do it on your own, you run into some very typical challenges that everyone does when they consult on their own. And I wanted mm -hmm. to build a better way of doing that. So that's what we're doing right now. We're building a better way of doing this. Uh, we believe every business deserves an expert CFO to help guide their success. And we look just as we believe every expert CFO deserves a platform and to practice in a way that's meaningful to them. All right. Okay. I mean, it's a good background. And, and I guess with that, I mean, look, this is not a sales podcast where it's not like a 30 minute infomercial, but what would I, you know, whether, whether people end up using a fractional CFO through like you or 
whether anybody else, because there are a, a good number of people that provide that service out there. I think the main thing that I, I'm hoping that people can come away with from this conversation today and all the information that uh, Nelson, that you're going to share is an understanding that this tool exists. Like, you know, there's, there's like this tool exists, what it looks like, how it works, what it could do for you, who it's for, who it's not for. And so that it'll be something in your toolbox as a, as a business owner. Uh, if it's, if it's right for you, that you'll, you'll know that that's out there or for a friend. Um, and that's really what I hope people will come away with. Uh, so just kind of prefacing uh, with sure. that, but, but with that, I guess if I could ask you to start off with, start off with problems. Like what are the problems and pains and scenarios that people might be having like before you meet them that who might need a fractional CFO? What's their situation? What are they going through? Sure. So we've really seen this kind of run the gamut. Um, some of the typical issues, you know, as lifeblood of every small business, you know, cash flow can be an issue that they're struggling with, getting funding building out their company strategy as it relates to their finance and accounting function, building out their, you know, figuring out why their profit margins are shrinking, which are revenue streams should they be tackling? Are they, do they have the right foundations or their financial operations built the right way to support their goals? There's a bunch of different symptoms that pop up from our perspective. And this is really what that fractional CFO brings is the experience and expertise to recognize that what is a symptom, what is a problem, and how do you build a function that's going to support that and actually overcome those. All right, well, why, like, I mean, for example, what, what are these people doing who you find and what are they doing right now for their finance? So many of them have a bookkeeping type function. Uh, or even a controller or someone senior in their team or their accountant, they ask a lot of questions of. But we find it's very important that business owners start to recognize the difference of is looking backwards versus looking forwards. Most of those functions, you know, are backward looking functions. This is what happened. And in order to actually start being proactive about it, they need to start looking forward. So what that will translate to is, sure, this is what you did last year, but if you're making decisions right now at the end of July with Corona happening for the past few months based on 2019's numbers, you obviously have some pretty big problems. Yeah. Right. And what size, I guess, like, so that people should know whether they should see themselves in this, in this description or not, like what size companies, what any particular industries that this is good for? So that's what's really what fascinating for? for us and then really, really interesting is we've seen companies at the funded startup pre-revenue look for this kind of assistance and helping okay. to build their function all the way up to companies in size of several hundred million in revenue. So literally almost zero, you know, two, single digit number of employees up to several hundred employees is where we've seen this come in. What we found the need is more with that evolution is when companies need to evolve past what they're doing before, when they're having the issues that we started outlining and then evolve to actually support their growth and scale. That's when this should be really be considered. Right. Okay. I mean, can you, can you give any like stories or examples to make this more concrete of like clients that you've seen situations you know about? Sure. Actually had a call this morning. Uh, company is in the SaaS area, the software as a service type there. And they've already, they've had hyper growth. They're only a year and a half old, 23 people already probably on track to do 
mid seven figures this year already, so very, very quickly. But what they're struggling to do is get the financial insights into that that exists within the data capture that they have on their bookkeeping side. In addition, they also don't know how to enter certain things from a bookkeeping or an accounting perspective. And because they're a global company, obviously they're being advised differently depending on where they are. Mm -hmm. So from our perspective, it comes down to, okay, this is how you want to do it because you've identified in two years from now, you're considering these type of transactions for the company. So mm -hmm. we need to make sure certain things are reported correctly here. Right. That was just, for instance, a call this morning. Over the past few weeks or so, we've had conversations with a small manufacturer who was looking to build their out their finance and accounting function. Pretty much the CEO is doing all of the bookkeeping up until now, hmm. which is usually not a good sign. Yeah. But he recognized that he needs to get out of that seat in order to focus on growing the company. Yeah. I mean, you probably see a lot of other situations where, you know, a relative of the CEO or a friend or somebody just kind of like learned through YouTube and Googling, like how to do, fi you know, finance. And they're really, you know, that, that worked at the beginning and it was a really a shoestring budget. But at some point you get to 10, 20, 30 people or a few million in revenue. And at some point, you know, maybe people start to realize it's like, you know, we're kind of getting by, but what are, what are we missing I don't have someone advising us in finance who's actually done this before. Like they've never, like they, they've never, you know, anybody who's advising us has never been in this situation before. They don't have experience. That's absolutely true. And we, we, we see that as the not good enough theme when we get called in. And that's like whatever they've been doing hasn't been, they're starting to recognize is no longer good enough. And we see that play out mainly across a few areas as they recognize they're reactive and not proactive in this right. function. They're operational, not strategic. And or if they have a, you know, somebody more senior in this space, they're beginning to recognize that this person is doing more of the work themselves instead of teaching his team how to do the work. Right. So it's not that he's incapable of doing it, but just by the way the company is structured, their finance and accounting function has a senior person who's doing the lion's share himself and the rest of the team doesn't really know what their roles and responsibilities are. So it's coming oh. in to actually build and lead that finance and accounting team. I mean, do you sometimes come in and help and help whoever's in the finance function kind of level up? I mean, and not necessarily take over, you know, take over, but but kind of help them get to learn what it means to be a CFO. I don't know if you ever see that. Absolutely. Uh, we, we, we've had a few conversations about that over the past few months, especially where they recognize that whoever's been in this seat, you know, now needs to do things they have no idea how to. And obviously this comes to light in, in recent times, you know, high tide hides a lot of rocks when everything is going well, they never yeah. needed this person to do these types of things, but now they do. And they like this person and they want to help this person continue to grow. So we've had uh, several conversations around teaching the person that perspective or giving them the, or helping them build a dashboard to give the financial insights that are necessary to make the decisions they need to, or teaching them the process for how to do certain things that they've never done before, but are now required of them. Right. All right. So, so moving on to like, w when you come in, when you come into a situation, like what, you know, before we get into like how it works or like kind of what kind of stuff you do with them, uh, what, uh, you know, or, or a fractional CFO would do with them. What are, what is like skip to the end? Like what are the results? What differences do they see after, after somebody starts working with a fractional CFO? Have you seen? I think uh, w one of my clients put it best. <laughs> and obviously this is more jokingly perhaps, but now I can sleep at night with the mm -hmm. way he put it. Mm -hmm. And it comes from before that he didn't have the confidence in the financial function because most CEOs are not finance and accounting people. 
they know their service, they know their product, they know how to deliver, they know how to sell, they know they know what they do you know, with regards to what the business does, but they're not finance and accounting people. And as the company grows, the financial insight that this should be bringing for them is a really important part of that growth. And if they're not getting it, it begins to have them become really, really nervous when they're having conversations and making the decisions without this foundation underneath them. Right. So one of the biggest impacts is, yes, is building that foundation, that confidence that this is what's actually happening inside of your company. This is what it translates to when you look at the numbers. This is how it all flows through from your idea to executing to reporting. This is what it actually looks like. Right. And, and maybe bringing that into more concrete, do you have any other examples or, or, or things that you could talk about? You know, they just kind of make it more concrete for people what they what they what they get or what happens with an engagement like this. Then sure. again, this will vary by industry. This will vary across sizing as well. So I'm just going to give you a few sample stories, I guess, yeah, of different things we've seen. So people people know that I mean, you can't address every scenario in, in a short conversation. Well, you know, between my team and I, we have this level of experience across over 30 industries. So it's obviously quite a wow. bit to, the, to, to tackle in a half hour conversation. But I'll try and give some broad strokes and things that we're actually seeing, you know, specific for what concrete examples of what we worked with. Uh, we worked with one company where the person, you know, this was actually a law firm. Uh, managing partner of the law firm is supposed to be the rainmaker of the firm. So we were getting in there and getting involved in the financial operations side, and we recognized that certain things were happening on the general day-to-day -day that were not good enough. So from our perspective, it was going back to that business owner, the managing partner, and explaining to him that this needs to change in your company so you can do what you do much better. When then for him, that was actually going out to generate more revenue because the managing right. partner of the firm is usually the rainmaker of the firm. So it was building that structure around him that allowed him to do that is what we did. It's usually not something people think of when they think of the CFO, but that was absolutely the impact that we had on that company, him being mm -hmm. able to go out to do more because we built the structure around him to support it. That's one example. Another one may be where when we started working with them, we had a conversation around, you know, so saying, okay, what, what are your professionals? Who do you work with? You know, what kind of tax planning do you do? And his answer was, well, none. And this is a company of 60 people. You know, oh. so you're not talking about a tiny company. Yeah. So immediately we start recognizing that there are certain things that never evolved with the company's growth. So it's how do we actually then bring sure this up is, to the I'm level? I'm sure that's almost everybody. Growing businesses outgrow is the way we, th we think of it. And many, and they all outgrow these types of things. And another company, we worked with, the, with them where it took them four to six weeks to send out an invoice when, after they finished the project when we started working with them. Horrible for cash flow. Right? Horrible. Absolutely horrible. And we recognized it came from when they were a fraction of their size. It used to have one person had a checklist of six things that they needed to do before they would send out an invoice. And as the company grew and those checklist items became six different people's responsibilities and then became six different teams responsibilities, no one stood back and said, well, this doesn't make sense anymore to continue doing it this way. Right. So we helped them right. clean it That's up. So now they example. do that within five days. We think of that as the financial operations side of a business. How do things actually operate on the financial function? Right. So, so maybe get into the nuts and bolts if you can. Like, what what, what kind of things? Like, okay, I, I I hired a fractional CFO. Like, what what are they doing with me? How often? How much? Like, what, nuts and bolts. Nuts and bolts. So usually, well, you know, when we'll start or when most of them will start, it's like, okay, we'll start with this amount of time 
for this first period that we look at it and we think of it that as get to know you period. What, are, so what are some typical amounts of time for that? Get to so know from us, we'll do it as little as half a day per week. And sometimes it's two, three days per week to start. Um, mm-hmm. And that's oh, just kind of like a, a, a whole lot at the very beginning. It is usually more intensive at the beginning. Uh, from our perspective, the way we often talk to our clients is usually from where we start at the beginning, it usually scales down to between a half and two thirds of that within one to three months is what typically happens. Mm-hmm. When we get called in, unfortunately, there's usually a few fires burning. You know, mm-hmm. No one's ever like, great, everything's wonderful. Let me go call in a uh, fractional CFO. I wish it were more like that, and I'm hoping you know this conversation will spark more of that. But yeah. unfortunately, that's really the Proactive. case. So, <laughs> yeah. Right. So, which means there's a few fires burning, and obviously, we want to tackle those and put those out as quickly as we can. Whether that's uh, we have an investor who needs our audited financials, and our financial operations don't exist to support what that audit looks like, can you help us build it by within two months? You know, obviously. Uh, <laughs> or what about an M and A transaction? Somebody's doing due diligence, and that you know they have nobody. They have no effective, high experienced person in the finance seat. I don't know if yeah, you ever see that. Oh, absolutely. We, we certainly have come across that. I had a conversation recently where it's two partners and they're thinking about buying another company. They're actually well positioned right now, well capitalized. They run a really good business and they start asking me, so how do we, how, how do we analyze this company we're thinking about buying? Because from their perspective, it was all rolled up into the other company. So that conversation started with, okay, these are the metrics we want to use. These are the multiples we're looking at. We have to look at it as how it would fit with your company instead of just, you know, you just choosing to buy it based on their say-so. Right. Right. And, and, and what about, okay, so let's say after that initial period, what does it look like? So then it settles into more of that maintenance management, usually when it's like, okay, this is what we set up. This is what we build into the company that this is what we're delivering. These are our responsibilities to do. And this is what you or your team's responsibilities are to do. And that's what we get to with that second phase is saying, okay, this is the delineation and this is what you can expect from us as an accountability. This is what we can expect from you as an accountability. Whether, for instance, if we're, build, if we're helping their team build their, their, the institutional knowledge instead of just buying access to our time, mm. then it's okay from your team, this is what we need on this regular basis. When, we st- when we're there, this one day a week that we're on site with your team, this is what we need to have ready in order for us to be able to be effective. So it builds that regular accountability of actually delivering these things mm. in a timely manner. Mm-hmm. Uh, that What that looks like, that's when we'll be working on more of the... I'll call the overall picture with that business owner usually. That's okay. So now now that we've put out all the fires, let's think about what this actual system and function should look like for you mm-hmm. and helping to build what that looks like to support their goals. So a lot of that conversation is going to be shifting to what are their goals? And more and more importantly, are they measurable and actually achievable? When we talk to a business owner and he identifies his goal as we want to grow or we want to make more money or we want to do this, our, our, our conversation shifts that goal into what does growth mean? Does it mean mm-hmm. doubling in size? Can you handle that? If I tell you you were going to double your size in three years, do right. you have the operational throughput to handle it if you do? Right. If that's the question. So from us, it's uh, both measurable and achievable goals. So with one particular one, when we started the conversation was want to grow, we identified it. This is a $15 million company. And we said, okay, great. We want to add 5 million in top line revenue in three years. That's what we walked out with after our conversation is what is your goal? This is the goal. This is the timeline. This is the amount of it is. So from our perspective, the conversation then shifted to the strategic side is, okay, how do we actually go and achieve that goal? How do we build a strategic map that's going to get you there? Do you have the salespeople to bring in what that revenue will right. look like? Can you handle it if they do? Right. So, do you have the account management to handle the sales that get made? Do you have the operations to, to deliver? 
at that level, or at least a That's, plan of how you're going to ramp that up over the next three years? Do you have a cut, or if you want to think about it from a revenue model perspective, is do you have a customer segments to actually that's going to support that? Do you have the offerings that's going to achieve that? You know, is a problem that you're solving for in the marketplace is that relevant at that level to add to this? You mm-hmm, know, mm-hmm. where's your market? We get involved in all of those conversations, sure. Right. Right. That's right. It's extremely strategic. And that's the kind of thing you might not have anybody to do if you don't, if, you, if you're just, you know, if you don't have an experienced CFO already on board. Uh, and, and what about interim CFO situations? Do you see that where somebody, they had a CFO and they just need you guys to kind of uh, provide that leadership on an interim basis till they find the next full-time person? So yeah, we, we've done those. We find interim is a little so bit of a, t- of a tougher spot. Uh, the reason why is because there's so many moving parts at that phase, interim becomes really difficult to get right for all the stakeholders at the entry and exit points. You know, think of it this way. This person just left. Now, whoever you're putting in there on a full-time basis needs to get somehow all of that knowledge that the person just dropped within that period of time and be able to understand it, work with it, and then be able to pass it off to somebody within a usually really short period of time, you know, one month, two months, three months type of thing. And, you know, by the first month in, usually they'll know where, you know, how the phones work, you know, obviously that's a little bit of an extreme, but you're asking them to pick up a lot of pieces and run with it really, really quickly and then just drop it again. Right. So we've done those, sure. And there are a lot of instances we've been able to help. There are some where we start almost full time like that and then scale back as we help them hire out the rest of the team to build it. Because what we believe is most companies don't really need a full-time CFO. I mean, unless obviously certain, certain things are going on inside the company, but we believe most companies don't really need a full-time CFO. Mm-hmm. Who does need a full-time CFO? So that really, dep- I find that depends more on the organization and that business owner and or other, other external requirements. You know, if you're answering to a board and it's one of the board things they need, you want to make sure you have a CFO type of thing. I can tell you from today to tomorrow, they don't need it. But if that's one of the things that they look for and want, they're obviously going to do it. PE back VC, sometimes they want the, the internal CFOs as well. Sometimes they'll even help you bring in that person. But we run into scenarios where, you know, with our offering where there is a part-time basis, and then we help them hire a CFO who replaces us. You know, from our perspective, it's not about how long can we hold on to a client. It's how can we help the client actually achieve what they're trying to. Right. And how about cost? I mean, you don't have to talk about your own rates necessarily, but just typically in the in the fractional CFO world, what you know, what are we kind of looking like, looking looking at for let's say that initial period of of higher intensity and maybe longer term. For so half a there's day really week, quite a range here. So <laughs> there really, really is quite a range here. Um, well, just if people aren't familiar, just so they have kind of an idea of. Well, let's well, put it this well, way. Well, at you least know, a this ballpark. Is, yeah, this is more the context that probably makes sense to put the conversation in. A full-time experienced CFO is usually going to start at about $250,000 once you're factoring in paid time off and benefits and the time, you know, all those things like that. That's where it'll start. So as long as the fractional person you're bringing in is a fraction of that, usually you're getting the value you need. Yeah. If you look at it on that term and that in that context, it's, well, that's, that's the, your alternative is right. a full-time experienced CFO will start around there. Once you're, once you're category, once you're factoring in again, all the benefits and paid time right. off. Which and don't employee, exist usually employer with employer tax, employer taxes, taxes and, sure. Yeah. Which none of that exists when you're thinking about a fractional offering, usually yeah, exactly. because it's paid to, paid to that person directly or paid to that organization directly. Ah, that's as specific as we're going to get. Okay, got it. <laughs> 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 we're not going to get the dollar signs. Um, okay, so uh, all right, so I really appreciate it. Is there anything I, I didn't ask that, that I should have? 
Well, the only thing I would advise anyone who's thinking about this type of thing is make sure, you know, if you're looking at this, that you're actually getting someone who's going to help you build the function in your company, not just buying access to their time. Right. There are a lot of many, many wonderful experienced CFOs out there who do this. And I know many of them I have a few of them, even on my team. Right. Uh, when they leave, right. When they leave, you're exactly where you started. That's correct. And from our perspective, we spend a lot of our time building out what that pro what the system should be doing for you. And therefore, how can we help you build it? We want to make sure that institutional knowledge remains with the institution and doesn't believe in our heads when we do. Right. No, it makes sense. And uh, yeah, and I appreciate it. And, and look, I, th I think this is a great value. Again, people want to learn about about Nelson's company and all of the CFOs they provide for people in the Northeast, Chicago areas, and I think, you know, virtually now too, if, if you're open to that, um, uh, I think that's a great resource. You can check out procfopartners.com again, and, um, you know, I think it's a great resource and just really appreciate you, uh, appreciate you coming on and, and sharing this information today. Thanks, Ben. Thanks for having me on. My pleasure. Uh, thanks for coming, and we'll see everybody else on the other side. Thank you. You're listening to Win Win, an entrepreneurial community with your host, Ben Wolf.